0: Hello, and welcome to The Bite, Hope Brooklyn's weekly podcast for bite-sized spiritual thoughts to inspire you as you center your life around God's great story. Thanks so much for listening. Our reading today is out of Matthew chapter 13, verses 36 through 43. Then Jesus sent the multitude away and went into the house. And his disciples came to him, saying, Explain to us the parable of the tares of the field. He answered and said to them, He who sows the good seed is the son of man. The field is the world, the good seeds are the sons of the kingdom, but the tares are the sons of the wicked one. The enemy who sowed them is the devil, the harvest is the end of the age, and the reapers are the angels. Therefore, as the tares are gathered and burned in the fire, so it will be at the end of this age. The son of man will send out his angels, and they will gather out of his kingdom all things that offend and those who practice lawlessness. And will cast them into the furnace of fire. There will be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Then the righteous will shine forth as the sun in the kingdom of their father. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. So we actually heard this passage a couple of verses before, verses twenty-four through thirty. And if you've been following along with the bite, you heard Josh the Peeta talk about this parable a couple of weeks ago. So I'm going to actually focus on the first sentence of this parable, but I found a really cool commentary if you would like to um, go a little bit deeper um, into this passage. It's on a website called workingpreacher.org, and the author is Elizabeth Johnson. She's a professor. She has a really cool commentary where where she breaks down some of the Greek words and hidden meaning uh, behind Jesus's fairly straightforward explanation of this parable. But I want to focus on the first sentence because I think that there's something really profound here that can be easily missed because it seems like a really basic first sentence. Then Jesus sent the multitude away and went into the house and his disciples came to him saying, explain to us the parable of the tares of the field. Now, We've seen Jesus tell a lot of parables and he's going to tell more. And most of them he doesn't give an explanation for. But there are occasions like this one that when the disciples further seek out Jesus, he gives them an explanation. Notice he sends the multitude, the crowds outside the house, he sends them away. But for the disciples, they follow Jesus into a secluded place to further pursue Uh, clarity why i think that this is important is because i think it happens to us all the time where jesus is giving us life lessons or big questions yet we kind of find ourselves on the outside of the house going uh okay i'm a little lost i don't know how to interpret this i don't know what you mean jesus or why i'm in this certain life season what do you have for me during this season what does your word mean Yet we're afraid to walk across the threshold and join him in the house and seek out more answers. For me, there was a season of my life that I was pretty severely depressed. I was spiritually really dry. I had been really disappointed with the Lord. I felt like he had left my presence as if he had gone into a house somewhere where I wasn't. And I was really disheartened and, and angry at God, kind of like, where have you gone? Why would you hide yourself from me? I'm seeking you out. You know, I want to know more, but you're not meeting me here. And it was a season where Jesus was asking me to come into the house, come into his presence and be alone with him there, which is really hard to do, you guys. <laughs> there was probably a, um, a stint where it was about three months where I didn't do a lot of social activities and I had really great Christian friends who loved the Lord. It would have been great fellowship to hang out with them. But I knew that Jesus was calling me into a quiet stillness just with Him in His presence. So I really limited my social outings. I remember a time I was sitting in my home on a Friday night. All my friends are out doing something and I was reading scripture and I was utterly alone with Him. And there was even parts of the passage that I didn't quite understand. I think I was reading Corinthians, and I wanted to call it my dad because I so admired um, his education and his study. He had been a pastor before, and so I wanted to ask him to dissect the scripture for me because that's what I had always done. But I heard the gentle voice of Jesus say, No, Anna, just be in my presence. I will show you what I mean. I will reveal to you what I want to say to you. He just wanted me to be in his presence. And it was uncomfortable. It was painful. You guys, I could barely read a sentence at a time before I was weeping. My heart was so needy for him. I was desperate for intimacy with God. And I thought that I had been seeking it out. I was in church. I had friends that were Christians Um, you know I was talking about Jesus all the time or even in the ways that I studied with people or prayed and none of those things were bad things at all however I got confused into thinking that all of those things could replace pure and quiet aloneness with God crossing that threshold and being still with the living God because I'll tell you what on the outside of the house It sounds a lot like this. And now you can find Jesus in this place. You can still find Jesus outside of the house in the chaos, (laughs) in the traffic, in the horns, in the sirens, you can. But I think so often he is inviting us into his home, into stillness into the rest and the quiet of his presence. We think we're seeking him out. We think that his voice can't be detected. Lord, where are you? Where is your voice? And he's saying, my voice is soft. I am speaking to you. Will you quiet your heart? Will you come into my presence? Come into my home? Because I have a lot I want to share with you. But it takes us leaving the chaos outside, quieting ourselves. It took me about for three months. I didn't watch television. I didn't even listen to the radio, you guys. Maybe extreme, maybe, but I wanted any moments that I was alone to be really intentional time with Jesus. And I have never experienced such rich intimacy with the Lord, hearing his voice, seeing prophetic images, all of these things that I think he wants to share with us all the time, all the time. But if we're really truthful with ourselves, how often do we turn off the chaos, the noise, all of the distractions and be completely in his presence, alone and silent, allowing his quiet voice to speak truth into our lives. So I invite us this week to carve out quiet time that we can step into the presence of Jesus and ask him our questions. Turn off your cell phone. Put it in the other room. Shut the door. Turn off the radio, the TV. Step away from your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your spouse, your roommate, your kids. Be in total silence before the Lord and seek his presence. Ask him your questions. And I can't wait to see how he shows up, and what things he whispers to you guys this week. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of The Bite. To find out more about the mission and ministry of Hope Brooklyn, and to subscribe to our other podcasts and lots more, visit us online at www.hopebrooklyn.org.